Okay, well, hello again. And uh, in this um, podcast, I thought I'd talk about putting together a photo book. Now, back in um, podcast number 16 <laughs> in this sequence, in this series, so this is number 39, so that was uh, some time ago, I did speak about various ways you can share your photographs and um, what you can do with them. Because I think the worst thing that can happen to a photograph particularly one that you're really pleased with, is for it to get forgotten about and just spend the rest of um, eternity <laughs> on our hard drive or however long the drive lasts. So there are other things you can do. I mean, obviously you can share them on social media and that's fine. They're available for a while. But if you post regularly, what will happen is that those images will just kind of disappear back into the, um, the, the sort of forgotten archive, as it were, of older pictures. Another option you have is to put them up on the wall, which is a great thing to do with a photograph, to just print them nice and big and have them framed and or mounted in some way and put them on a wall. But most of us are pretty limited on how many times we can do that, how much wall space we have. And that can also get quite expensive to, to do that with a lot of photographs. And once again, having run out of space, what do you do with, with photographs that you love? Do you recycle them? Do you sell them? What do you do? So... An alternative to all of that is to put together a photo book. So this might be something you've already done. It might be something you've never thought about doing. It's something I have done a couple of times now with um, more of a commercial view to how they would be used. And it was um, to promote my experience in Namibia with um, a particular conservation project there. And one of the uh, aims of the book was to create some revenue that I could feed back into that project so that was my aim for that book or one of the aims for that book so that's perhaps something to think about though it may be that um, you can use the book and and the thing I like about books is first of all we can store or have around a lot more books than we can prints on the wall secondly I quite like perhaps in an evening in a quiet moment just picking up a book and leafing through it and just reconnecting with those old memories and uh, maybe even things that I'd uh, forgotten about and the the book brings back. So there are various subjects, obviously, you can put together in a book. And um, I think a book is a nice way of just accessing those memories again. So the first question I've got here, so this is just something to think about. And this is something I've been doing over the the last few weeks because I'm looking at the moment at putting together another photo book but I've kind of stepped back from what I've done in the past and just having to rethink about it all so the first question I have here is who is it for now it could be just for you it could be that you've had an experience of some sort you've come back with a lot of photographs you've got some that you really like and maybe you just want to put them together in a book so that you can just kind of revisit that experience from time to time and have it easily accessible so that then prompts the question of what do you want in the book? So obviously photographs will be there, but do you want additional information? Do you want the dates and locations that you were when you took the photographs? Uh, you might even want the camera settings if um, if they're useful to you or something that you like to have available. Uh, so there are all sorts of things that you can put as supplementary information uh, next to a particular photograph. So that's one thing to think about who is it for and if it's for you well, what would really make it work for you as a photo book 
Alternatively, it might be for something else, uh, for someone else, I should say. If it's friends and family, it may be that you've gone on a trip somewhere and you just want to share it with them, or maybe you've done um, something where you've raised money. So I did a trip a few years ago now where we climbed Mount Kilimanjaro to raise money for UNICEF, and I didn't think of it at the time, but a nice thing might have been to, um, if I could have got it done relatively cheaply, is to just give the people who donated, or perhaps over a certain amount, a photo book of the event. So they felt a part of it, and that doesn't have to be a massive book, but it's just a way of giving a thank you to people. So that kind of a gift might be appropriate or a good idea for something you're working on or, or, or planning to do. Uh, if it's friends and family, what information do you want to give them? Um, you know, again, you could have um, the GPS coordinates of a place if that's appropriate. Uh, some people are really into that and they can really track where you went. You might have include a map as well. When I um, rode uh, a motorcycle around Australia, and this is quite a while ago now, but if you've uh, been listening to the podcast for a while, you know all about it. Um, I used to send a letter back to my stepfather, who was around at the time, and let him know where I was, where I'd been, my how many Ks I'd ridden. And um, what he did, he went off and bought himself a map of Australia and would, was plotting uh, where I was and where I'd been so that he could kind of sort of vicariously be on the um, on the ride with me. So again, you can use a photo book to include people in that way. So you could add maps um, with a track of where you're going if it's something like that. Uh, so there, there are lots of ideas, lots of ways you can use a photo book. So if it's something you just want to share with friends and family, that might be something that you could add depending on what they're interested in and what floats their boat. Alternatively, it might be for a broad audience. So it could be for schools, for children, for just people at large. And then what do you want to do? Are you sharing the experience or do you want to educate them? Is there, is there an educational element um, in there? So that might drive the kind of photographs that you choose and also how you put them together. And I'm going to talk about that in a moment. It will also determine what additional text you have against the photograph. So you might have a photo book in the end with photographs and a lot of text, a lot of explanatory text, maybe diagrams if you want to go down that path. Or it might be photographs but with a small amount of text, just picking out certain aspects that that photograph um, is perhaps looking at, something you want that photograph to prompt people to think about. So that's another way of um, just creating the photo book and creating something that goes beyond just the pictures, something that tells a story or sends a message. What's the message you want the book to pass on to the people who, who read it? So these are all aspects of who is the book for. And I think it's important before you even start, perhaps even before you start your trip, uh, but certainly once you're back, before you start looking at photographs, think about what is the what is the outcome you want? What do you want people to get from this uh, this particular book? And then that will determine to um, some extent, a fairly large extent, I would say, what you include and what you don't. So the next thing I want to talk about is stories. So again, if you've listened to the podcast, if you listen to me speak or listen to any of the webinars, um, you'll know that I'm a big one for being a visual storyteller. So and what I mean by that is when we take a photograph, we want each picture, ideally, each image, to tell some sort of a story. Now, it doesn't have to be a long story, 
it can be fairly short but it makes you think about what you're what you're doing when you take the photograph when you're looking through the viewfinder looking at the screen on the camera and just composing the photograph if you know what the story is the messages that you want that photograph to convey to people that will give you a lot of pointers on how you compose that picture and maybe what you do with it afterwards in terms of lighting or recropping or whatever you want to do so if you've shot your photographs that way then it you know makes sense that when it comes to putting them together in a book you'll also be telling a story and it might be a series of stories so there might be um for example and obviously without being very specific about the content of the uh the photo book it's it's uh, a bit general but your first chapter might be some background to um the book why you're putting to get the book together why you went and took the photographs in the first place if it involved travel what prompted you to go there and maybe what inspired you to go there and that might involve other pictures or there might be um pictures that you took that uh, convey some of that um aspect of of travel or having a particular experience so there might be the background then you might move into specifics so there might be if you want to do it as a timeline a kind of visual diary there might be arrival there might even be a day by day um, section of photographs depending on on again the content of the book and what you're doing so you might do it as a a visual diary almost so that's one way of um, telling the story or it might be by area if you're traveling through different areas um, the experience of each area maybe have link photographs that would just show the road or the ra- the railway journey or uh, the boat whatever however you got from one place to another just one image or two images which give people something of the flavor of how you travel because often we'll focus on the destination that we we're aiming at or the multiple destinations but we don't always take pictures of how we got there and often that can be perhaps as interesting in in some regards as the subject that you've you've gone to shoot at that place certainly for some people they might have seen lots of photographs of let's say the Taj Mahal uh, which is a obviously a very well photographed um uh, place but what's it like walking down the road to the Taj Mahal what about the area you walk through just before you get into the Taj Mahal how how about the road journey you had getting there or the the train journey or whatever it was whatever got you there so again this is perhaps more at the planning stage before you go but if you hadn't thought this through before you went it may be that you've got some photographs you can use to just provide these little links between one section and another um it might also be by um topic so if you were visiting different places so the Taj Mahal might be one if you're in India or in that part of India maybe the the Red Fort at Agra might be another uh, you might be in New Delhi so you can take different places or if you're shooting wildlife it could be different animals maybe group them together or you could have an environment kind of more general environment uh, environment um section or chapter in the book where you're looking at the the kind of macro view of what's going on in a particular area before you dive into the detailed views which might be the larger animals you might do the smaller animals so there's various ways you can cut it but have a think before you get started um about what the stories are that you want to convey um within each part of the the book the next thing i i've kind of jotted down here and i've already touched on it a little bit 
and, and it all sort of ties in together, is are you just doing photographs? Because one thing you could do is simply have photographs on their own. And you might have um, a book that opens up with a blank white page on one side and a photograph on the other. So maybe very glossy, good high resolution, um, very art images, but with nothing about them at all. You might have a, a, a general kind of intro or summary somewhere at the book, maybe at the beginning or towards the end, or maybe an appendix at the end, which shows where each image was shot or whatever is relevant information for that image. But within the book itself and on the image itself, you may have nothing. And, and again, we're kind of into this less is more approach where people can just simply take in the image and let it mean whatever it will mean for them so they can create their own meaning around that image and however you've chosen to compose it and if you're building a story in there the story that you thought you were writing or when you or recording when you took that photograph might not be the story that somebody else sees when they look at it because when we look at images we're looking we're looking at them through the uh, the glasses if you like of our life experience and we'll tend to interpret things differently uh, depending on what we've experienced in the past so that's one way of doing the book, going down the less is more path. Alternatively, you might have a book with a lot of text, maybe um, one or more photographs on a page with text on another. You might mix it all up. You might have one large photograph on, if you've got the book open, so two open pages basically, one page might have one large photograph, the other page might have a series of smaller ones, which could be the same. They could be different but kind of supporting um, the main photograph, you, if you've shot a, um, a sequence, a fast sequence of shots, you might have one picture that you really love, one that kind of really captured what you were going for. But uh, the smaller pictures, you might have a series of other, other just images in that sequence. So if you've done a, a burst of um, images, that might be um, a nice way of showing it, particularly if you've done it several times. You might, uh, you could well have a sequence of pages so the double page spread would be a large image on one page and on the other page a series of smaller images made up from the burst that you shot and um, again you may have some text on it may not uh, again that's completely up to you how you do it um, the other thing to think about is the size of the images themselves now one thing I will say about Blurb that I thought was very good was that they have some software that once you've you, you've kind of got an account with them, you can download onto your computer and it will help you with the layout of the pages and help you design the cover. And the thing I liked about it was, it was first of all, it was very easy to use. Um, what you would do is design, well, I'll tell you what style of book you want. So... Is it square? Is it a portrait format? Is it landscape? How does it open up? Um, you determine the number of pages, the gutter, all those things. And there's lots of help to just available to help you with the, the sort of base, the basic parts of constructing the book and the you know how much to leave at the end um, for the the binding and all these things. But um, what they would allow you to do is to drop an image you'd upload images into the software and then you would put them onto the the book layout and it would tell you whether you were making the image too large for it to print well so it's obviously got the resolution of the image i think they're all jpegs on that particular package uh but if you had a small jpeg and you tried to expand it up to, to say fill a large page it would warn you 
that the resolution of the image was not good enough to produce um, a good quality print. So that that was helpful. And then it was very easy to drop in text blocks to move things around. So all of that stuff is certainly useful if you if you're only going to do it occasionally. And in that sense, you might have forgotten what you did last time when you come back to it. Uh, if you're going to do it a lot, then that would certainly save a lot of time because I think doing I, I don't use InDesign with Adobe, but I gather that's a very good package. So if you listen, if you're listening and you use InDesign, you may well have some comments to make on that, which is great. Um, but my, my go-to tends to be Publisher because I know how to use it and I don't like learning things much. So uh, that works for me. At a stretch, I'll use Word, but I don't really like it for doing layouts. Um, so if you can get a tool from whoever prints the book, that is very, very helpful. Uh, obviously, some will be better than others, but it is something to uh, help you um, create the final version of the book. So again, you know, what size you're going to go for? Is it going to be a big coffee table book? Is, is it going to be just a small book that you might want to give away? A small, so almost pocket type book? Is it something in between? Are you going to go for a square format? Are you, again, as I've said, portrait or landscape format on the on the main page uh, on the main uh, book format and it will depend how you're going to use the pages because if you've if you're just going to use a, a picture on one page and have a blank page facing it or text then um, that might mean that you want to go for a certain format alternatively you can spread images across both pages and have a double page spread of an image now um, blurb do uh, a a book version you can buy which is called a lay flat and what that does it means you can print a single image across two pages but when you open the book up the spine disappears you can't see the spine uh it's a great idea it, these books are expensive when you print them but it's a great idea and if you've got very high resolution images and you really just want to have the image just hit you in the face when you look at it then that might be something to think about so there are some some basic thoughts on how to create a book. As with all of these things, it's it's best to start thinking about it before you even go away. Or, or if you're going to shoot a sequence, it might be you're going to do um, uh, maybe one of these photo challenges. So you might do a, a 365 day challenge where you take one photo a day, or you might do the same spot the same subject once a month so you've got that change through the years or once a week however many you want to do it but if, if you were to do that so some people like to do those kind of images where they they shoot the same subject let's say it might be a tree or a landscape or something and then you they take it from exactly the same spot exactly the same framing and just shoot it it might be the same day every week well if you're going to do that then obviously after a year you'll have 52 photographs. So how are you going to lay, lay those out? Do you want to have one image on a page with something on text on the opposite page with maybe the date? Um, you know, Who knows what you could put in there on that one? Do you want to have several photographs on a page? Do you want to make it a much smaller book? So again, you've got 52 images, but how are you going to show them? Are you going to do... Um, you know, kind of run a sequence, run a, an autumn sequence, a winter sequence, a spring sequence, etc. So again, it comes back to your imagination and how you want to use these and what sort of story you want to be telling with the book. 
Um, you might even want to do a flick book, almost the old flick books, I guess we still have around. Um, uh, but just have a, a book that with the picture, I mean, you've got the same subject, the same framing, and just have one right over the other so you can flick through and just watch the um, the seasons change and watch that scene change as you go through the year. So that will determine the size of the book, the kind of paper you're using, uh, maybe the kind of binding that you want to use on it. So these are just things to, um, to think about. And obviously, if you want to um, make a book that's available commercially, you just need to look for um, a, a, ideally an on-demand printer who has a good um, distribution network. You probably have to promote it yourself. They, they usually do some sort of promotion, um, but bear in mind, you're probably competing against hundreds or thousands or even more uh, different books, perhaps on similar topics. So standing out is a tricky one. So this is where you might, might want to make use of your social media or, or even um, do some sort of paid advertising campaign just to promote the book. Um, but if you've got someone who does a reasonable print-on-demand, reasonable shipping, all that kind of stuff, then that's um, that, that's that's a good way to go. So if you, if you do want somebody, if you are planning to do this commercially, uh, look at. Uh, I would recommend looking for a print a, a printer who does send things out for you. So you just want to be drop shipping. You don't want to ideally have um, a big box of books turning up that you've then got to send out again because that's. Um, a bit of a nuisance unless you've got a lot of time on your hands so there you go that there's some thoughts on um producing your own book so i just i guess just to recap the main things so i, I really started with who is it for so is it for you is it for friends and family or as a thank you to somebody or is it something you want to do commercially you know these are all options and there are other options as well um and also You've got the who is it for, why are you making it, you know, what is the outcome you want, is it to share an experience, is it to vicariously allow someone else to have a part of that experience, or is it to educate, is it to raise awareness on something, um, is it to be there as a reference book, is it to entertain children, um, is it to entertain adults. So there are many different ways you can use the book. And then what's the story? What's the overall reason for producing the book? And then what are the sub-stories inside? What are the short stories, even coming down to the story of an individual image? And then how do you want to show your images? Are you looking to have the image there with supporting information? Do you want the image there on its own? Do you want it to stand in sort of splendid isolation? Will less is more work for you? Do you want a lot of blank space around it i've even seen books where there's a single image on a double page spread and it's not even very big there's a lot of white space around it but again that's a great way of doing things alternatively you might want to do pairs of images they could be on the same page they could be on opposite pages again you can lay out um, any way that works for you and again guide people to a particular meaning or let them make their own meaning up for that particular um, image um, how many photographs do you want in the book? Sometimes not having very many is a very powerful way of using the book. Or you might want lots, you might want hundreds. So again, it will come back to your subject, your purpose. Uh, that will determine to some extent how you lay the book out and how you, how many photographs you have and how you put them out. Do you want to have sequences? We, I spoke about that. Okay, so that's it. I hope that's 
given you food for thought. I hope that maybe has inspired you to think about having some photo books made up and uh, perhaps sharing with people. Um, any thoughts you have, you're very welcome to drop me a line at um, graham at ge.photography and uh, just make it, uh, just put the title podcast or um, photo books, whatever is relevant. And I'll speak to you again on the next webinar. So bye for now. Sorry, next uh, podcast. So bye for now. Just before I go, I want to let you know that there's a couple of ways you can support me if you feel so inclined. Uh, with the podcast, Buzzsprout, which is the um, the platform I use for all of my podcasts, they have a subscription model. So if you feel that you would like to subscribe, a few dollars, a few euros, whatever, um, to the podcast, that would be much appreciated. The other option is my Patreon membership. So if you'd like to become a patron, and that starts at the price of a cup of coffee every month, you'll get access to exclusive material, behind-the-scenes material, photography tips, all this kind of stuff, depending on which tier you're at. So there is some information available through my website and um, also on the, uh, uh, the written text to go with this podcast. So if you choose either one, thank you so much in advance. And whether or not you do, I hope you uh, continue to enjoy the podcasts and let other people know about them. Thank you very much. Bye for now. 